Hi, this is Janie Pilgrim from The Deal and The Career Lounge, where it's a safe place to win the rat race. Today, I was um, working on planting, and I was thinking about just what I think people want to hear, what information that people are struggling with. And as I continue to work on planters and figuring out ways to grow plants vertically, ideas just kept popping into my head on how and what information I think people are struggling with and what information people want to know. And so I actually felt compelled to pause what I was doing in order to be able to share some information with you and some messaging with you. One of the things I think um, that resonated with me, you know, we have we're we're the generation of social media and having information and getting information instantaneously. I mean, we have Facebook, I am, we have email, we have Instagram, we have, I mean, Pinterest, we have our, our cell phones. There's just so much technology that's available and how we can get information instantly. The expectation is to send information quickly and to receive it quickly. And in fact, if we send information quickly and we don't hear back, we get a little frustrated real, real, real quickly. We get frustrated instantly if we don't hear from someone. I've I've even seen Facebook posts where people said, look, I know people are online, I see them, but yet they don't answer my question. So we are of a generation and not just the millennials, but the, the current people who are walking, breathing, um, and working, we are the generations of having information instantly. And that's a great thing to be able to communicate instantly, but it also skews our reality, especially with the millennials. It skews our reality. And I'll tell you exactly what I mean. When you're used to getting information and receiving information and sending information quickly, you have an expectation that everything should happen quickly. And there's very little downtime. And me working on my planters today, and and it's one of those things where I've been thinking about planting and the best way to plant vertically with very little space, but to produce lots of results. I've been thinking about it for a couple of weeks. I've been watching YouTube. I've been, um, I've joined a couple of social media groups where they've been planting and I've been thinking about it. And today I was thinking about work so much. I stopped. I had to stop and and take a moment. Um, And I started planting, I started working on my planters. And I took some pictures of of that, which I will put on Facebook, but I started working on my planters. And again, as I was thinking about how quick information is disseminated and how we receive it and how we have an expectation, I think that's how we move about our careers, right? For those of us, we get an education, whether that's on the job training, whether you go to college, maybe some of us grad school, law school, you get the information, and I'll call all of it education because it's all education. And we expect to move up the corporate ladder or even if you're in the entrepreneurial space, right? The, the reality is we see and hear stories, all these success stories 
about how people became successful and they became successful very young and now they are very wealthy. And so there are parts of those stories that aren't really shared. And two things will probably happen. Some people may feel discouraged if they find out the seasons that it took to get to a certain level in your career or a level in your life. It took some time and people had to learn some stuff and they had to meet some folks and they had to make the right connections. Um, and it takes some time. And so I started thinking about um, the information and how it's really important for us to understand that real success takes place over time. And as much as even for myself, as much as I would love to see me, my success go from zero to 60 in 60 seconds, the reality is that, A, we have to put the work in. It goes back to one of the things I said earlier, which is prepare, create, and wait. So we have to put the work in. That's part of the preparing, learning, and then create. Creating is everything you're doing to learn get you to the next level, and to have you be successful. And it really is a new training of the mind, a new thinking of the mind of your career and its longevity, opposed to here I am now, and this is where I want to be tomorrow in six months. And I know people who are really excellent at writing down their goals, and this is what helps them be successful. I, I think that if that's how you operate, excellent. If that's not how you operate, getting it down, pen and paper is also an excellent idea. But the expectation should be prepare, create, and wait. And that's obviously going to be my theme. And I, I think about people who have been successful. And we can take the Zuckerbergs of the world, Bill Gates of the world, Oprah Winfrey's of the world. Um, I can talk about Madam C.J. Walker. I mean, I can give you names and names of individuals, past and present, dead and alive, who have put in the work in order to, to achieve success, real meaningful success. And then we have to determine what success means for us. I say all that to say, it's interesting because as I continue to move on this professional and personal journey, my spirit tells me that I need to come out of my comfort zone. And I'm always, I'm always challenging myself. I'm pulling back and pulling forth. And that's going to happen in your career. That's going to happen. You're going to think and you're going to rethink. But in those times where I think and rethink, I stop and I'll do something that I enjoy that gets my mind off that topic. And some of you may say, well, I don't have the luxury of doing that. That could be taking a 10 minute coffee break and walking and talking by yourself. If you're an extrovert, you need to run ideas across somebody else. Or think about something else. I think, and it's not me thinking, it's been written, sometimes your best ideas happen in your downtime. And so as you think about where you want your career to go, sometimes it's best to take a step back and focus on something else. To gives your, it gives your mind, your psyche, your spirit an opportunity to rest. And rest doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit on and watch TV and do mindless work. I, I gave you an example of how I'm actually working on planters. But what's important is that you understand that everything takes time. And interestingly enough, 
the idea of the planters is so significant to what I have to say today. And it's significant because as I think about planters and I have a son and he's when he comes home from school, I he and I are going to work on putting the soil in these planters. And he brought some, I think they're beans home and we're going to plant those. And what's great about having him go through the process of helping me plant or in this case, I'm helping him plant his seeds is that he will go through the process. It's kind of like the Karate Kid, right? Where he had to wax on, wax off. It's kind of that with the planting. So he will see that you put the soil in, put the seeds in, you know, you fertilize it, you care for it, you give it sunlight and you watch it grow. And there's a waiting period where you have to watch it grow. But in watching it grow, you have to care for it. You have to look in on it. You have to pluck out the weeds. So this, I'm going to call it a parable. This parable is applicable to life in your career. If I think about David, David in the Bible, and it's interesting because as I learn more about characters in the Bible, when I first started out, I didn't realize that David who slayed Goliath was the same David who became King David in the Bible. And when I learned that, I was like, well, they both name was David, but I didn't really know they were both the same people. But the reason why I'm bringing that up, because David was anointed and he had to wait to be king. In that waiting process, he was learning, observing. He, he slayed the giant. So he was very active. And so there was a waiting process and it, it wasn't a short period. There were, there were many seasons. So if that's an example, and it's interesting because I know this is not going to fare well with people who want everything immediately. Waiting doesn't fare well with me. And the reason why I think to share this waiting process with you is because waiting doesn't mean that you sit back and do nothing. It means that you are putting the work in, you are putting the labor in, you are putting the connections in, you are putting... You're putting your education to work, whatever your education is. If it's landscaping, you're putting it to work. You're meeting your, you're meeting your audience. You're talking to your audience. So don't get confused that waiting means you sit down and twiddle your thumbs. It doesn't mean that at all. It means that you prepare and you're creating your opportunities and then you wait. You wait. You continue. You continue to progress. And this is, this is just really so important. And the reason why I'm talking about this today, because I feel the level of frustration that you feel. I feel the level of frustration you feel in corporate America. I feel the level of frustration you feel as an entrepreneur. Done both. And this not only is a word for encouragement for you, but it also reminds me that no work is wasted. It really isn't. So the work that you're putting in today will prepare you for tomorrow. It's like savings. You start off small and you continue to watch it grow. And then you look back and then you see that all that you accomplished. I bet if you took the time out now, it wouldn't even take you five minutes. It could take you two minutes. And you think about where you were two years ago and where you are now, you will see a significant difference. And that's why you can't look at your your life and your career in the real short term, because you may, you may not be too happy with it. And then some of you are doing great work and you may be very happy where you are now. You're already looking to the future instead of enjoying what you have now. So enjoy where you are now and look at it as a learning opportunity. 
So again, back to the planting scenario, watching it grow and fertilizing it and taking care of it. If I think about Moses, and I, I've often talked about him, if I talk about Moses and, you know, it was 40 years in Pharaoh's world, learning how to be royal, learning the Egyptian ways. And that's a long time. That's a long time. And my suggestion is not that anyone has to wait that long, but that's how long it was for him to take, find his, uh, that's, that's how long it took for him to sort of be removed from that situation onto his next season within life. And then eventually he, you know, it was in the wilderness and he learned how to shepherd. And the interesting thing is that some of the things that you may do that you may think is mundane. I know there's some things I did not like doing it at work and it was boring and it wasn't exciting, but I'm thinking tending sheep is probably in that category. But the interesting thing is that lesson in tending sheep taught Moses how to lead people from Egypt away from Pharaoh and in the wilderness, right? Because, um, and I've heard this from the Dr. Ruby Wilson and she, when I was doing Eye Connections for the Soul, she talked about this and it stayed with me. She said, if you ever tend to sheep, they're not the brightest animals in terms of the food chain, right? And they need constant care and they wander off and you always have to get them in line. And it's a lot of work. So that effort prepared Moses to take the Israelites out of Egypt. And they ended up in the wilderness with the expectation to go to the promised land. So all these, I say that to say all these things that we learn in life, in our career, instead of looking down on the experience, and I know it's not easy, but instead of looking down on the experience, it could be an opportunity. I have to think about all the things that I've done. And, it, and I, when I look back, it's been a lot. And it, I mean, when I started out, when I was in college, I was a receptionist. Who would think that, you know, the receptionist role could help you in corporate career. And some of you may say, I get it, but it taught me how to use my professional voice. It taught me how to interact with folks who I did not know I was meeting for the first time. And I was always eager to take on more. Like I, you know, started cataloging books as they came in. So I continued to foster the learning. So whatever opportunity you're in, if it's in the mailroom, if you're a receptionist, if you're, if you are a gardener over the summer, cause you didn't get your, as we think about the summertime coming up and maybe you may not get your optimal internship. As you think about what you're going to do over the summer or any experiences you may have, you may find yourself not in the place where you thought you would be, but use that opportunity as an opportunity to learn and to grow. And I, as I hear myself say this, I say, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even be buying into this myself. But having lived it, I can say, it's so true. Every experience can be a learning experience. Whether you think the experience is good or bad, it, bottom line, it's an experience and we put judgment on whether it's a good or bad experience. And learn from it and try to use that experience in other opportunities and other experiences. So I mentioned Moses and him t- 
tending for sheep and how that was how that allowed him to move people who were very stubborn and people who were happy to be released and freed and emancipated one minute and complained about where they were the next minute. So it takes a sort of patience and intestinal fortitude to deal with that. And who would have thought that being in the wilderness tending sheep would have helped with that process? And that's just an example. Those are just two examples, David and Moses, of how things come over time. Now, there will always be individuals who will, like cream, rise to the top very, very quickly. But if you think about statistics in a numbers game, that's probably less than 1% of the population that will do that. Because if you think about an organization, if everyone can't rise to the top at the same time and everyone can't all move forward and get promoted and everyone can't have the biggest bonuses because there isn't room for everyone all at one time. But if you think about your career and plan your career and and start to become clear or more clear what you want, then you can take steps daily to get to it. And if you can get a coach or someone that you can run things by or someone that has your best interests at heart, who's not jealous of you, who really wants to see you succeed and can provide you with sound advice. Now, here's the thing about sound advice. You listen to it, own it if it's for you, or maybe you can take pieces of it. Because sometimes people give you advice and it's great advice, but that's just not who you are as a person. Um, But maybe you can find an alternative to that advice. Maybe you can alter it a little bit so that it fits your personality. It fits your style. So seek good advice because honestly we're not alone and the biggest misconception that we have is that we are alone and we have really no one to go to and it's interesting because in corporate environments I hear so much about mentorship and then they became advocates and then they became sponsors there's just so much information on this and and people really are attuned that those things can and should exist for you I have to say, most people that I speak to, most people are frustrated with that process of finding a mentor or an advocate or a sponsor. Most people are, are frustrated with it because they they haven't found someone that can really connect with, that they can give them real good advice, or they have someone and they're getting advice, but maybe they're not moving fast enough in their career. So the reason why I'm saying this is because It's not uncommon. I just want to let you know that you're not alone. It's not uncommon for people to feel frustrated by not having a mentor. And I'm here to challenge the idea of what mentorship may mean for you. And you can find mentors by just observing people in your organization who you want to be like, people who you deem successful and watch them. And I'll I'll tell you this, I was in a particular corporation and I noticed that the people who look like me, who were successful in that particular corporation, they were smart, but they were very even keel. They were, when you spoke to them, they had this calmness and serenity about them. 
they weren't rebel rousers. Where in another organization, I've seen people who were successful, but they they challenged the status quo. They pushed the envelope. They asked for forgiveness and not permission. So it depends on the environment that you're in and look at the people around you and those people who are successful model some of their behavior. And I started observing it because it was really interesting. I was like, oh, okay, that's how you become successful in this organization. And it doesn't mean that you cannot push the envelope because they did. It's how they push the envelope. And then maybe you want to invite that person for lunch and just speak to them about their career and their success. Because that's a way to get mentorship without actually asking someone to be your mentor. Because asking someone to be your mentor could be, it could be a little intimidating. Some people may find that they don't have the bandwidth. But if you go in and knock on someone's door, you ask them a quick question, or maybe you ask someone for coffee or lunch, it's less intimidating. And I thoroughly encourage that those people should be at different places within the organization because there may be someone that you may find more of a kinship with, more friends, and someone you may find is a leader, a leadership type, and they should be a different hues, heights, gender, and personality types. So look for people who've been successful and sit down with them and just chat with them a little bit. Um, because everyone, every mentor does ne- doesn't necessarily have to be in a formal structure and you don't have to ask them. I've seen people and observed their behavior and they didn't even know that their behavior was influencing me. So I want to say that that's how I'm challenging mentorship. It, we made it such a structured and organized thing that a lot of us missed the boat because we think that it needs to be organized and we need to go up and ask someone to be a mentor. Stop, observe, see who's been successful. And if they have behaviors that you, that mesh with your own, values that mesh with your own, then sit down and talk to them. That's what I encourage. So I talked about a lot in this very short period of time, but the, the key message that I want you to walk away with is that your career is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a journey. And the things that you want in your career over time will change. And I really wanted to add this to what I'm saying today. I know I was listening to someone and um, this person was talking about a person who contacted her saying she couldn't find her passion and she was really frustrated with that. And, and it was Elizabeth Gilbert actually, actually, and she was saying that, you know, it's okay not to find your passion. And I actually also agree with that. I really do because there's so much emphasis on finding your passion and going for it. And you can make an impact in your life, and in other individuals' lives without understanding or totally understanding your passion. We all like to do certain things, and some of us won't necessarily commit to this is my passion. So 
embrace who you are. And if you have different interests and it moves constantly, be okay with that. And the reason why I can say that because I have so many interests and as I matured, everything that I've learned and all the interests that I'm, that have made me look into them more and to understand it, to be, become a jack, a Jane of all trades, if you will. Um, it's all, it's all helped me. It's, I think of, I like building, right? I like decorating. I like building. And if you think about that in its core, it's really about creating, right? It's creating the world around me. And I like to make things look beautiful. So if I think about that, when I think about uh, training and development, which is something I also do, it's really about creating, right? The only difference is I'm doing the infrastructure on paper and I'm thinking about what the outcome is going to look like and what I want people to walk away with. When I'm decorating my own space, I think about how I want to feel and what the outcome should be. And it's basically to find a place where I could be comfortable and I look around and it could be visually pleasing to me. So they, they're different in terms of how it looks, but the outcome is to be able to have a result and the result for training and development so for people to walk away empowered, understand, and have tools. But it's really about the creation process in both, whether I'm decorating, whether I'm building or creating plant stands, vertical plant stands, or creating training and development. It's really about constructing a process to an end result. And I enjoy both of them. One is more working with my hands, where one is taking the idea on paper and providing it to an audience. So I, I think there's a lot of similarities in terms of the process and the structure. And both I can envision what the outcome is. And I approach the project with the intent of the end result. So whatever your passion is, and if you pursue it, and if you don't know what your passion is, but you have a lot of interests, enjoy your interests. And share your interests with the world. Maybe you haven't defined it because you can't, but that doesn't mean that you're not making an impact. That doesn't mean that you can't change the world. Uh, everything's a ripple effect. And there is something called the butterfly effect. And the smallest thing that you can do can make the biggest difference. I'm hoping that everything I said today resonates with someone. I hope it resonates with you. I talked about a lot of different things, but usually I have a very clear topic. And the, today's topic is about your career is a journey, but I wanted to share in that journey some pieces of it, your passion, mentorship, waiting, preparing, creating. So I'm hoping you get your message and that this resonates with you and get your thoughts down prepare for them, create, and wait. I'm Janie Pilgrim at The Deal. This is the Career Lounge, the safe place for you to win the rat race. Thank you for tuning in. You could always find me on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. I'm active on Instagram, and I'm looking forward to connecting with you on a deeper level. Thank you, and I'm out.